everyone and welcome back to the Learned Experience Podcast, a place of continuous learning and growth. So first, first things first, I would like to just say thank you so much for listening to the first episode and I'm so grateful for the feedback as well that I received from the first episode and just the interaction is really, it's really exciting and I'm so grateful for that and I really hope that Everyone who listened to the first episode was able to get something from it and you were able to learn something. Maybe maybe it made you realize something and also started conversations as well. So I think that I, I get very excited about the conversations that happen after releasing the, the, the podcast episodes. So yeah, so I'm just going to jump right into like the introduction of the topic for today and... Today, I'd like to talk about the concept of love languages. And yeah, it, it's one of those things that for me, I find I find it very fascinating. In general, I just love uh, learning about human psychology and behavior and why we do the things that we do and why we like behave the way that we behave in certain situations and how we interact with other people and just the whole science behind it as well and just also just finding out more information about it like I find it very very fascinating I get excited about those kinds of things so yeah so that's what we're going to talk about today uh love languages and this is actually inspired by a book that I've been reading currently and the name of the book is the five love languages and then the smaller title the sub subtitle is the secret to love that lasts. So it's actually not the first time that I'm reading this book. Uh, I initially read the book in, I think it was 20, 2018 or 2019, one of, one of the two. Uh, I, it was actually recommended to me by a friend and I read the book and I was just mind blown because obviously when a new concept has been introduced to you, you, you're very excited about it and you feel like your your whole world is being changed, like your perspective has been changed. So that's how I felt when I first uh, read the book and I was just like, yo, this is so interesting to know. It's just something to, to just know at the back of your mind, just think about and consider when you are interacting with different people and being in relationships with different people. So this year I decided, oh, okay, let me actually read this book again and just, you know, get a bit of a refresher on 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 the book and see if I actually react the same way that I did the first time that I read it. And yeah, so the book is by um, Gary Chapman. Uh, I think I said the name correctly, but yeah, so the name is by Gary Chapman and he was, um, I'm not sure if he still is, but like he was a, a counselor for the longest time and the book is basically based on the the conversations and the scenarios that he came across with his clients and as he yeah as he was counseling the different couples and all of that so there's also like stories of of the different couples obviously they changed their names and some of the details a bit but like yeah there's also stories actual stories of clients that he had which I find very interesting because it gives you a practical example of how the love languages look like or and also just seeing them within scenarios which is really cool so just um i think that was a long enough intro i'm just gonna jump into 
the the topic and I'm just going to start with like a brief introduction of the different five love languages. So the first one that uh, the book talks about is words of affirmation. The second one is acts of service. And then the third one is receiving gifts. And then we have quality time. And then the last one is physical touch. So just to go a bit deeper into the different love languages, I think I'll also read some snippets from the book as well when I'm talking about the specific love language. So I'm just going to start with words of affirmation, which most of these love languages, I feel like when you hear them, you can kind of already have an idea of what it's going to be about, or they're quite self-explanatory when you just hear them. So words of affirmation is obviously just words of encouragement, words of uh, kindness that we speak to to people around us, that we speak to 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 the people who are in our lives. So some people tend to value and cherish these words like on a higher level than other people. So when they receive uh, these words of encouragement and kindness, they really feel like the person that they're interacting with really loves them and really cares about them. And the the two things that I actually just mentioned, it's actually the dialects of the words of affirmation. So just like with the, with a language, like a normal language, you'll find that people speak the same language, but they speak it in like different ways. So those are the different dialects. So even with these live languages, there's different dialects within like the main, the main umbrella, uh, the main, the main, the main, the main live language that we have. So with words of affirmation, the dialects that he actually talked about in the book is encouraging words and then kind words. And with encouraging words, just basically speaking words of affirmation to people that just essentially showing that you believe in them and just encouraging them through the way that you speak with them. And then the second one is kind words, which is also about the way that you actually speak the, the, the things that you speak to someone. So you can give someone um, criticism, right? But you can say it in a very harsh way. And then they obviously are not going to take it as something that's constructive. But if you say it in a, in a kind tone, then they can receive it more as coming from a place of love than just it being criticism. So just to read a bit of a snippet from the book, it says, one way to express love emotionally is to use words that build up. Solomon, the author of the ancient Hebrew wisdom literature, wrote, the language has the power of life and death. Yo, sorry, the tongue. The tongue has the power of life and death. Many couples have never learned the tremendous power of verbally affirming each other. So yeah, so that was just a, a small snippet from the book on words of affirmation. And yeah, I think I'm just going to move right on to the next love language, which is quality time. And as I've been saying, all of these love languages, honestly, they do seem very self-explanatory. And with quality time, the dialects that you find in it is basically focused attention, uh, quality conversations, and quality activities. And the the main thing with quality con- quality activ- activities is that you basically do things that you know the other person 
is very interested in even if you personally might not actually have an interest in doing this thing or learning about this thing but you do it because you know that the next person that you're trying to show love to actually appreciates this thing and would really value you spending time with them doing it so that's that's the the dialect of quality activities and then there's also quality conversations now this one also has to do with listening and also being able to share as well so it's not all all just about like listening and also all of that so it includes also being able to be vulnerable enough to share your experiences as well as you are conversating with with people and you are essentially being vulnerable emotionally as well because you're engaging in really uh, focused conversations and talking about things that can be quite um, vulnerable and serious as well as maybe not as serious. And so those are, those are basically the, the dialects of quality time. And it's honestly just about giving your time and giving of yourself to spend time with people that you value and you want to show love to. And as I have been saying that with the love languages, there are some people who value those things more than the other things. So some people that quality time honestly speaks to them in a way that something else doesn't speak as loudly. And just to read a bit of a snippet from the book. So it says, time is a, time is a precious commodity. We all have multiple demands on our time, yet each of us has the exact same hours in a day. We can make the most of those hours by committing some of them to our spouse. If your maid's primary love language is quality time, she simply wants you being with her, spending time. Oh, another disclaimer that I actually didn't say. Like this book is written from a perspective of like married couples. So the the wording is very much like spouse, husband, wife. So it's definitely, it's written from that perspective. But I personally think that this is something that you can apply in any kind of relationship, in friendships, in family relationships, and also just dating relationships. So actually there's other books by the same person of uh, about like around the same topic of life languages that is specifically catered to like single people or friendships. I think there's even one about family relationships, but I'm not sure. But this is just the one that I have and I'm going to work with what I have. So yeah, I'm going to work with what I have. Uh, so that was quality time. And I think I'm just going to quickly then jump on to the next one, which is receiving gifts. Now, just to share a bit of like a personal story for this one for me, when I first uh, read about receiving gifts and I just learned about it, I, th- I was very resistant to it. I think it was just because it seemed very, to me, when I first read it, I thought it, it seemed very materialistic. Like you're, it's like you're saying that I feel love when people buy me things in a way. But I think like through obviously reading the 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 whole chapter and also just thinking about it, I realized it's actually not necessarily just about material things because when we talk about receiving gifts, there's also definitely an element of, there's also uh, an element of giving time, 
like giving a gift of yourself. So essentially a gift of your time, which actually ties back to the quality time as well, because you're kind of gifting someone your time. So, so yeah. So also with the gift as well, the, the deeper meaning is essentially that the gift is essentially just um, a visual symbol of your love for someone. Right. And it doesn't even have to be an expensive thing. It doesn't have to be like this big, super expensive gift from, I don't know, from some super expensive place. It can even be something that you actually make and that can show and speak love to someone who their love language is, their primary love language is receiving gifts. So just to read a bit of a snippet from the book, a gift is something you can hold in your hand and say, look, he was thinking of me or she remembered me. You must be thinking of someone to give him a gift. The gift itself is a symbol of that thought. It doesn't matter whether it costs money. So yeah, just the thing that I was talking about that it is, a, it is essentially just a symbol of the love that you that you 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 have for someone. And I think it's actually one of the easier easier ones to really speak. I don't know, maybe it's just me. It's just cuz you can you don't have to go you, you okay, maybe I'm just downplaying it a bit, but I think that it's quite easy to learn if gifting is not necessarily like your primary love language. I think it's quite easy to learn because then you can just pay attention to what someone actually talks about or what they seem to get attracted to or gravitates towards and then you just buy it for them, you know? Anyways, yeah. So that was receiving gifts. And then the fourth one is acts of service. Now with this one, it's basically about doing things for the for the for the person that you're trying to show love for the people that are close to you and you're trying to express love to them so for example maybe they're extremely busy and going through this busy season and you know that they won't have time to for example just go get groceries or they won't have time to actually make food or things like that and then you just take it upon yourself to actually do that for them to just uh, ease the burden on all the things that is on their plate and they have to do so there's some people that honestly, when you actually do that and you actually help them out with tasks that they have that they have to complete and stuff like that, they feel like, you know what, this person actually loves me and they feel the most loved. And that speaks to their emotional um the way that he put they puts it in the in the book is like we all have an emotional tank. And when people are speaking our love our primary love languages our emotional tank gets filled. So, so yeah, so that's acts of service. And it's, it's honestly just about also paying attention to what someone would want you to help them with and just doing it and giving of your time, of your energy and yeah, your resources as well, just to like help them get uh, an help them get an activity done or like a task done so that was um acts of service and then the last one that i like to talk about which is actually the last one as well that he talks about in the book is physical touch i think with this one there's that there does tend to be a bit of a misconception that it's all about sex like physical touch it's all about you know being able to have sex and all of that it is um definitely part of that 
there's definitely an element of like sexual intimacy, but there's also, there's also just touch, like normal touch, like holding hands, kissing, you know, um, cuddling, hugging, uh, and just also just like being in close proximity, just being in close, close proximity with someone. So with, it's not just constricted to just sexual intimacy, which is definitely also a part of it. But yeah, with physical touch, it's just being in close proximity and having that uh, physical connection with with the people around you. And some people, as I've been saying with all the love languages, some people feel that when you express your love in that way, that is when it speaks to them the most and their emotional the emotional tanks get filled through that so that was actually the last um the last um the last love language that i wanted to talk about and i also just want to point out that this is just a like a really high level exp- um look into the love languages i'm not even going deep into the dialects or anything like that i'm just giving like a, a brief overview of it um i would encourage you to actually go get the book and read deeper into it because I don't personally when I read this I was fascinated and I was really interested in it so I think there's also an element that I also like to add into this conversation and just the sense of as much as when you're in relationship when you're in relationships with people and you are like interacting with people you can express to them that you know what this is my primary love language and this is how I would really love to be loved by you. Uh, I think there's also value in you also uh, knowing what the other person's primary love language is. And if that is how they actually show you love, then you can actually just appreciate it and choose to see that as them showing love. So for, for example, let's say you are... You know, you're in a relationship with someone and their primary love language is giving gifts. And because we tend to actually show love the the way that we want to receive it, because their primary love language is receiving gifts, they just tend to give you a lot of gifts, right? But that may not necessarily be like your main primary, um, your primary love language. But I think you, you can actually see that as them showing you love because you know that it's their primary love language and you know that they are actually communicating love to you by doing that. And you can learn to appreciate it and receive it as, as, um, as them showing you love. Yeah, that's just, that's just a, like a side, a side, a side note to just think about as well. And I think also the, the, the idea behind all of this is that obviously when you are in a relationship setting, both parties are actually trying to serve each other in that way. So both people are trying to show love in the best way that the other person can receive it. So you're both actually learning and trying to understand what the like your partner or the other person really appreciates, right? And it's definitely like a process of a learning and a testing situation. It's trial and error situation. So you try something and you realize, okay, they appreciate it, but like it doesn't, it didn't hit, it didn't hit in the hat as as well as you might have wanted it to or expected it to. And you you trial and error, like you try something different and 
you 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 work through these things and then eventually you're gonna find the things that honestly speak the most to the people that you're trying to love be it friends be it family be it uh significant others so um yeah i think now i just actually want to wrap up and just to kind of like uh, bring this whole conversation to an end to try to uh, bring home the message or the idea that I was trying to put across. So the main thing that I was trying to just uh, get out there is that I think it's interesting just to know about uh, these things. Not necessarily saying that this is like a silver bullet that's going to make all your relationships thrive or like, you know, after reading this, you're going to be like the the best at this relationshiping thing and stuff like that not not to say that but i just think it's something to to be aware of and just to have at the back of your mind and you know, just keep in mind if you honestly want to 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 genuinely serve the people who are in your life and the relationships that you want that are in your life and you want to nurture them in that way i think you can definitely help and there's definitely um room to then explore that further as well and just to understand it and read it and yeah my main message is just to give a brief introduction to this and hoping that somebody actually finds it interesting enough to actually go deeper and learn about it and have further conversations about it and further engage with that with this kind of content which I personally find very fascinating as I've said so yeah I think I've reached the end of the podcast and Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for making it this far. And I did try to to be structured, but yeah, I, I don't know how well I was in my structures. Still working on this, still trying to, to do better and find out what exactly works for me and what's going to work in the long run. But yeah, thank you so much for listening. And-